It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s, with a ban on Black players in the NFL, with a past that informs the present. Blackballed is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. You can find Blackballed on The Ringer NFL feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Bigger free agent right now. Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> or Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Let me tell you something. At least one of those guys will not be overpaid if they get signed tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which and he one? doesn't have blonde and he doesn't have blonde hair or uh, hits himself with goalposts. It's easily Bill Goldberg. It's easily yo. They called me a madman, Dave. We had this trade episode a few weeks ago, and everyone called me a madman when I said Goldberg back on Turner Network Television would be money in the bank bro so we'll see we'll see y'all gonna keep calling me i can let y'all call me crazy all you want in wrestling social media you all eventually come around and even tony is coming around on the free agency of one billion goldberg bro i can't wait it's lit it's fucking lit you want to you want to hit that million you want to hit that million every week on dynamite and rampage you trying to get back to the golden days you got to sign the one ratings juggernaut that Turner ever had. That's the man you go get. You go get Bill Goldberg. Then I was not expecting this to be a conversation, but now I want to talk about it. So let's just hit pause and let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Rose Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Uh, feeling like a prophet, Dave. How are you? <laughs> you got you're sitting in a WeWork somewhere, and I know that because there's a video, WeWork promotional video sitting by, running behind you. I mean, uh, you know, somebody's got to keep these places in, uh, I hope they, open I hope, for I hope business. they pay for the advertising <laughs> in uh, whatever Twitter videos we run. So we're talking about Bill Goldberg being a free agent. We got a lot to talk about, by the way. There's a real, some, something about. called WrestleMania is coming up soon. Uh, we had a dream match last night. Um, actually, let's talk about it that way. Yeah. Is, Gold, if, is Goldberg versus Kenny Omega without any without any build a bigger dream match than Omega versus Vikingo? Goldberg versus Kenny Omega can fill up any stadium. I mean, then, in did the I say Goldberg versus Vikingo? I mean, Omega versus Vikingo. Whatever, Omega. the one we got. Yeah. Yes. No. I would. I would listen. That match is incredible. Well, if you want to talk about an actual dream match, actual, I've never thought I would ever see this. Oh, my God. We got to put this on the main event of whatever show we have. Yes. Goldberg versus Kenny Omega is one million percent a bigger dream match than a Viking, even though the the, the son of the Viking was fucking awesome yesterday and uh, made a whole lot of fans. That is a true dream match in every sense in the word. What? Uh, 
I read all of the Goldberg news bits this week, and I'm going to be honest with you, didn't spend much time thinking about it, did, never mm-hmm. wrote down, this should be a thing mm-hmm. we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Didn't really but seem like that big it. news to me. Now you're, you're thinking about it. I guess I'm doing my job poorly. Do you really think that Brian Kerm get in here too? Does does <laughs> Goldberg, if they sign Goldberg tomorrow, does it move the needle? There are more people going to watch Dynamite because Goldberg is there? Uh, I can't speak for everybody, but I know I'm not. <laughs> that is not that is not AEW, man. What? I mean, so I I think people will. And, and here's why. Because it's just like Goldberg and TNT, like Kaz has been saying, and I've been listening to him and, you know, really interpreting this and dissecting this. And, I'm, you know, it's just a merger that works, right? The same way it did with Sting and TNT. I think you, because there's that potential, okay, who's next? It's all the promos. It's the Tony Schiavone's of the world. It's that nostalgia at WCW. And... He's a star, no matter which way you look at it. He He's came a back fucking with a... star, yo. You yeah, said it. And, and, right. Just right and, there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> period. That's it. He's a fucking star. He's a star. Right. At the okay, end of but, the day. <laughs> but let's compare this to Vikingo, right? Because they, they announced this match, and I think it was a fantastic match. But it was sort of... I, I, I was excited about it because I wanted to see it, right? I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to put Omega and Vikingo and they got something to prove. And, and like, it's going to be... This is going to be, you know, it, I, I really want to watch want to watch them wrestle each other. I think if I think I would be similarly intrigued by Omega Goldberg, but it would be a different sort of thing because I would be intrigued to see how they booked it, basically. Mm. It's like, I'd be, like, if you told me that it was going to be a 90-second match or a four-minute match, that sort of <laughs> quenches my thirst, you know? Like, I know, yes. I know now I know what it's going to be. I would probably still yes. watch it. If you told me yes. it was going to be like a 20-minute match, I would watch because I'd be so intrigued to see how they pulled that off. But it's not like I really want to see what happens when they lock up. I, it's it's that like, a, you know, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see what on earth they would do with Goldberg. Whether or not the, whether you put over an old you know, guy of his age in a company like that, I don't know. Maybe they should just have like a, there, there's been rumors that they're going to get another show and there have been other, there have been supplementary rumors that they might get that 605 TBS, Saturday or TBS slot. <laughs> mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. they just do a throwback show. Just do the WCW Legends Tour. Have like Sting and Goldberg and Scott Norton's around somewhere, I'm sure. Wait, is he? He's I mean, alive, I'm thinking right? of what, 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 what weather disaster they're going to name it after, right? To kind of, you know, play off of the old WCW shows, right? You know, you got Nitro and Dynamite. Oh, yeah. You got Rampage and I guess whatever the, the other show was, Thunder. But like, I feel like the 605 show, what would it just be called AEW Saturday Night or something? Like, would it be, you know, something to that nature? I don't know, man. Let me tell you this. There's going to be a lot of people that that call me crazy. They come out of my mind. Think I'm trolling, whatever. I'm dead fucking serious, yo. <laughs> Bill Goldberg signs to AEW tomorrow. They are one million percent a more interesting company. One million percent. Like, put it like this: when Hulk Hogan jumped to WCW, uh, his first time he did it, right? They thought, and a lot of WWE guys thought. They were, this is, he's already washed up. We're on to the next. Macho Man's a commentator. Hulk Hogan's best days are behind him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. A lot of people, and granted, the age difference was much different at this time. I'm not comparing Hulk Hogan's age when he left WWF to, to what Goldberg would be doing if he would join AEW. But in the same vein that Hulk Hogan was such a franchise player for WWF, WWE when he went to WCW, Goldberg, for as long as he's been in WWE and for as many moments as he already had, he was made on Turner Network Television. He was he is a product of wrestling on Turner, period. He is there. He is what Hulk Hogan was to that audience, to the people who grew up watching wrestling on Turner, was in, in these in this day and age, to what Goldberg is. That being said, I personally believe a AEW run with Bill Goldberg 
either as a squash match technician or the intrigue of seeing if he can go for a 15 to 20 minute match with a Kenny Omega immediately means you're going to tune in to watch that. Goldberg versus anybody on that AEW roster, I'm tuning in to watch. You could put them up against fucking anybody, anybody, and they make him that much more interesting because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is about stars. And there's a handful of guys out there that are main event box office names that are stars that you can put on any wrestling card and it is immediately a must-see, immediately a spectacle, immediately like just the Goldberg experience. People waiting for him to come out to the ring with what they're chanting his name and standing in the fireworks. Like we all know what the show of Goldberg is. It isn't bell-to-bell action, even though the bell-to-bell is fun for in short spurts. The spectacle of Goldberg is the star of Goldberg, the magnetism of him. And AEW, for everything that they have going on for them, don't really have that right now outside of like Sting. You know what I mean? So it's like to say that he won't be a benefit to your company is is ludicrous. He he would immediately make them more interesting. Like the day he signs there, I'm immediately interested in what they do with him. Okay, if he does but the, that. But the pro, I'm I'm gonna just try to. I'm taking this too seriously now because Let's you're take taking it, it too seriously. I'm taking it very seriously. I'm taking it very seriously. He know he said he has gone on the record and said he wants a retirement match. Okay, he said he wants one more. He wants one more crack at the egg. Who right. knows if he goes there? And these fucking these crazy and you know exactly what's the, gonna happen, Dave. You've seen it a million times. You know these wrestling diehards. They're gonna pretend and act like, oh man, Goldberg's not one of us, and oh, you know, I don't want to see it. And then he gets there and then he gives it his all. And then like they sit back and they look and they're just like, you know what? Goldberg's actually not per- not not so bad. You know what? It was actually pretty cool that he's here working like Matt Jackson or like shit like that. Like you know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. There's actually a cor- a, corla- a corollary <laughs> between him and, and ODB from the cold open question, which is it's sort of like I mean, obviously when when Beckham played, you know, won the Super Bowl with the Rams, he was second banana second banana wide receiver wise to Cooper Cup, right? But it's sort of like the reason why he's not on a roster, one of the reasons is because he's sort of a number one guy, right? And if you don't think he's better than your number one guy, then how do you work him into an offense, right? And that's the thing with Goldberg. It's like, yeah, we'd all be excited to see him face Kenny Omega, at least for the the WTF factor. But what do you do with Goldberg then three months later? Like, is Goldberg still coming on dynamite every week and just like working some mid-card guys? Or I guess you could imagine him in a role like Sting, but like who is Goldberg teaming up with? This is a real question. Who do you if you paired Goldberg with somebody to put him in a Sting role for the next for for a year or two, who is the who is the Darby Allen to Goldberg <laughs> Sting? I know there's I know been some MJF stuff, but like, but really. I know we jokingly messed around with the whole MJF's rich uh, uncle sort of thing, yeah. right? But I almost think there's a way where, you know, you can get these just wrecking machines. just, And this is me just a bit, bit you know, just spitballing here and giving AEW some free ideas. But you can't tell me that in the company that is filled with mat technicians and high flyers and tag team specialists that a team of just meathead just bull rushers led by the most biggest baddest meathead bull rusher of all time give me five people right give Mm me powerhouse hobbs i was just thinking uh big big bill right (laughs) um Who's another explosively powerful person on that Wardlow? You know what I mean? You yeah. get maybe uh, you get a guy that you you feel good Brian about. Brian Cage young, is apparently on, on the dark. way out, but you could say, say Brian Cage. Dog, like you could imagine like Bill Goldberg doing like huddles in his in in backstage, like you know before you know. I'm I'm just booking the fucking like entrance now right so instead of bill goldberg waiting by himself right you got the, the police officer that knocks on the door and he knocks on the door and nobody's answering right and then you go inside the locker room and there's a huddle led by bill goldberg in the middle with all these young hungry huge jacked up football looking dudes saying getting fucking pep talks from the most intense dude ever right and then 
boom, they come out the door and they all walk out like a fucking militia to the ring. And instead of just Goldberg standing there, he's standing there with four of the youngest, baddest dudes in the middle of the fireworks as it's going off and you're hearing that fucking Goldberg music. And then as soon as that go- the, the fireworks are done, Goldberg says, go fucking get them. And they just run out and they just tear apart anybody who's in the ring every single time out on some shield shit. But not coming through the crowd, you're coming through the big badass entrance that Goldberg gets every single time, which is why you tune in to watch him anyway. Yeah. So I mean, listen, free money, AEW. Act like you act like Goldberg won't be a big asset to your company if you want to. But I promise you, there is lots of use for a guy with that much star power and still commands that much attention as a main event guy. It's easy. I mean, Tony seems to agree. He, he went on. He went on record and saying, like, you know, they're always interested in free agents, and Goldberg's a hell of a name. And he didn't say he wasn't interested. He didn't hold. Well, Hulk he's got to say thing. he's interested because he keeps him in the news. I mean, he, yeah. he, he doesn't have to. He he pretty much he he Hulk, when Hulk Hogan was available, he was like that man will never work in our company ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he could have definitely said no. We're, we're good on Goldberg. Well, he Hulk Hogan's a good question too. Didn't. First of all, I'm not sure, but I think the answer might be Hook. Could you see Hook? Getting out from under his dad's shadow, a little Hook Goldberg combo, and just do let them that's, be. That's who it is. Hook, let them, yes, okay. Let them fight Sting and Darby at a couple of shows. Um, it's interesting, but what Hogan's a good question because we'd all know the story of Hogan going to TNA and that sort of like you know, it, yeah. Well, there, How that one uh, didn't work out. <laughs> but if if you're Tony Khan and you know with a hundred percent certainty that like an angel comes down from heaven and tells you Tony Kaz, whatever we're going to call you. If you book Brutus, the barber beefcake into the main event, if you make him your top guy for the next two years, your ratings will triple. (laughs) Would you do, do do you slash Tony Khan say yes to that? Or do you just hold, you hold true to your, to your, at your, your artistic vision? I'm doing anything to get people to watch my show, yo. <laughs> That's the name of the All game. Right. That's the name of the game. You done, done you done, you did you did the artsy farty experiment for as long as you have. And like anything that you love as much as you do, sometimes you gotta get the bills paid, bruh. Eventually, you gotta put out some shackles on your feet. <laughs> you owe me. You gotta put on the shiny, you gotta put on the shiny suit. Yeah. Somebody, everybody's gotta do it eventually. You know what I mean? You, you know, bills gotta get paid. So it, <laughs> I feel you, Tony, but not nah, whatever I whatever I can do to make people watch my show and be more interested. So Brutus the Barber Beefcake as your top guy, just squashing everybody in the elite. That's what you do. Yes. But you get them to get back eventually. <laughs> Eventually, they get their get back. I mean, I, that's the whole point of making them. You don't want to bring them in and be some chumps either. You know what I mean? They got to look devastating. They got to do something to make them look like. I don't a, know. I think that the problem with somebody like Goldberg is that it's more of an existential problem. That his, I always say, wins and losses don't matter. Sure. But for Goldberg, it's like the booking doesn't even matter. It's like you can't, if Goldberg fought Kenny Omega at a big show. If Kenny Omega won, I, it doesn't do anything for him because Kenny Omega should win that match. He is the like current, he is the, an, an existing full time wrestler. Mm-hmm. And if Goldberg wins, people could just complain, why did you let Goldberg win? And if Goldberg but you wins, you got to get a Goldberg win. But if Goldberg wins and then Kenny Omega gets the win back in two months or something like that, then everyone's just like, okay, fine, we're back to where we started. Like, I don't see, sure, you would, you but might babe. pop, you would pop for Goldberg spearing. You know, Stokely Hathaway. Don't get me wrong. Like people would mm-hmm. go nuts for that sort of, you know, for him, like just get go getting after a, you know, Chris Jericho or something like that. Oh, Chris Jericho. I guess they, do they still have unfinished business? I don't I'm really sure know they what do. the story is. There. I'm sure they do. That would be great if somebody peeled off from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Give like Sammy Guevara was just like, no, I found a real sports entertainer to follow. You know, and then it was Goldberg. <laughs> but I just don't. It's like it's it's a wins. A win over Goldberg doesn't mean much because he's a guy in his 60s that, like, you're not going to book him into the, you know, he's not your long-term solution at champion. And a loss to Goldberg is just infuriating, right? I mean, from a fan perspective, I don't know. I, I that That's where, that's where I, that's where it, it, it's difficult for me. And it also shows 
why what they've done with Sting in AEW is really brilliant because you don't you're not having this conversation every week. They've managed to find a way that it doesn't matter. But yeah, and I, I don't think if you, if you got Goldberg, you're not he's not wrestling every week either. You know what I mean? Like, and and Sting is not wrestling every week. A lot of times he's not even there every week, but they make him feel special. And you know, uh, I, I think people. Saying like it's so bad to lose the Goldberg, like it's some terrible thing. Like you're like it's Bill Goldberg, like he beats everybody, like that's his thing, you know. And and then when you beat him, it's a big deal because he only has what maybe like twenty losses in his career ever. If, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's it's see, it's, I, it's that's Goldberg. where I disagree. I don't think it matters. I just don't think a win. Uh, you can't if you say I'm one of the twenty people that beat Bill Goldberg. I'm not sure. I don't think that helps you at all. Dude told. I don't know. If Goldberg, there's a lot, if Goldberg there's a lot got of to people the, on that AW roster who in 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 any life would probably never have to lock horns with Bill Goldberg. And yeah. probably probably only 2% of that roster is ever going to work him anyway. So you're not going to throw him in there with a guy, a Darby Allen anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you throw him in See, there. See, I would with watch Goldberg your... Darby Allen. Now, that's a match that I would be into. But I, but, but it's, you know, not for the championship. If, if Goldberg reached the, um, fa- the, the, I have to wear a t-shirt to wrestle phase of his career, is he completely <laughs> worthless? Yeah, definitely. They're like, if he's wearing a t-shirt, then don't even bother. Like, don't, don't, don't cut the check. Do not cut the check. Like, we pay to see Bill Goldberg be like this old, grizzled Bruce Willis in the face looking sort of just uh, uh, every guy hero, right? And yeah. part of that is him being in shockingly good shape for being almost 60 years old, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, if he get if he's got a if he's got a tuck in his shirt and so his trunks, then I'm not What's ro- his I'm not son up to? Him. Is his son going to be a wrestler cuz that might be a case for him to actually show up in <laughs> AEW. There you go. There you go. Um, uh I don't know, but I heard he's a monster. His son? Yeah. Yeah, I heard his son is kind of a beast now. Like last time I was, like I remember they showed him like in that that build up to uh his first comeback match and then uh-huh. they fast forwarded to him maybe like 4 years later. And he's like six three now. <laughs> like, oh, see, now like we got to wait for him to, you know, play college ball like a, and like whatever. Like he's a ways off. He's gonna like a hoss. Um, okay, so we, I mentioned when we were talking about hosses, I mentioned the name Brian Cage. They're gonna mm-hmm. take. They're gonna use this as a segue opportunity. Cage tweeted yesterday that he has got nothing. He's gonna be uh, in town for WrestleMania. He's got nothing to do after SuperCard of Honor. So he suggested himself as an opponent for Bobby Lashley. Um, seeing that there's, you know, the Lashley-Bray Wyatt match is still sort of up in the air. Um, first of all, great shoot your shot. Way to go, <laughs> Brian Cage. Uh, you know, I'm, I have no problem with that tweet at all. It does get people thinking. But if you could take anybody off of the AEW or Ring of Honor roster to be Bobby Lashley's opponent at WrestleMania and some forbidden door shit, who would uh. you get? Brian, uh, you can get in here too. Kerm, you got any, if you have an answer. One night only. One night only. Shit. You know I'm a Samoa Joe stand, bro. Like I'm still, I, I'd still oh, watch yeah. Samoa Joe Lashley go at it, even though it's happened tons of times on Raw. Uh, I, I'd still pop for a, a Samoa Joe return. Um, shit. I mean. Is Brian Cage a terrible choice? Like, like I don't think that's, <laughs> no, they actually had a pretty good match and impact, yeah. man. I mean, I think yeah. Lashley Lashley did the honors for him when he was on the way out the door. Uh, you know, they had a fun little match. That was sort of peak yeah. Brian Cage too. Obviously, not peak Lashley in terms of like where he got. In ter- you know, he's he's reached another level character wise and everything else. But in the, in WWE, but um, but you know, that was the period where Cage was, you know, people were passing around definitely the hottest Twitter yeah. videos and stuff, you know, of like the stuff that he was doing. So yeah, was, it, it, they had a they had a fun little a fun little back and forth. Um, I like to see him in Warlow. Oh, Warlow, Warlow that's a good could, one. Yeah, Warlow's a good one. Warlow's a good one. I'd like to see that. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like maybe not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I want to see Joe, man. Like I love I love seeing Joe still work and still be still be badass. So Ring of Honor Television Champion, I'd def- I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would. It's interesting because he's so much different. It's a different style than most of the dudes in AEW. But you can imagine, like, I would love to see him go. He him and like Hangman go twenty minutes. Just because I, mm. I don't really know what to expect. I think it'd be super. I think it'd be really good potentially. Um. But yeah, it's. I, it, I think they fixed Hangman, yo. You like what I they're think doing they fixed now? Them. 
I think they fixed him. Yeah, like, I, I like I him better as the sort of like dupe in the in the uh, you know whatever the storyline. I mean the the, the elite storyline than than just being the guy without any confidence. You know, I yeah. mean it's that's a that's a I think a, a more stable place for him. This is this um, is the second week in a row that AEW started with the WWE storyline staple, and we heard a second week in a row. Surprise, surprise. It was actually pretty good, right? Like, uh, they started off with, like, the Young Bucks attack that nobody knows who did it and Hangman's outside and looking all distraught and goes in there with the ambulance or whatever. And then, lo and behold, fast forward, you see the Blackpool Combat Club beating the snot out of everybody all throughout there. Oh, it's got to be those guys. And then Hangman comes out to the the ambulance and they play his music. And even though the Don Callis thing was still kind of weird, like, I still think that they're building to they've made him they've made him the shit again right like they made him really Wait, like you think he took out the young bucks no 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 no. uh oh, okay blackpool combat club uh yeah, took yeah, out yeah. the young bucks right but you know they they started off with with story and they started off with like you know actual emotional oh like, yeah 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 well no i think that i that's right i i know this i'm gonna pick nits here because i always do i don't love the two by four with nails through it gimmick. I just, it's the same. I mean, it's like Drew's sword. It's like, I just don't come to the ring with something that could kill somebody because otherwise that just sort of changes the complexion of what we're watching. But, (laughs) um, yeah, I know. I thought that was funny. I thought, I mean, I thought that that the thing at the end was really good when Callis like grabbed his arm and bumped and, And Kenny Omega was like, what'd you do? And Heyman was like, I didn't do anything to him. I'm glad we didn't touch him. It was great. No, but I do. I'm, I'm, he was I'm complaining like Luka Doncic. I know. He's <laughs> like, I didn't touch him, bro. What are you talking about? Like, that was hilarious. So, did um, you see but, that Warrior? Did you see the, what happened in the Warriors-Mavs game? I saw. I saw. They got to work that Man. into wrestling. He's going to get a little hefty fine. Yeah. You're going to see a... Uh, 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 Hangman Adam Page giving them the. That was a very pro wrestling thing. Basically, like there was a there was an out of bound like there was the ball went out of bounds. The referee said it was Mavericks ball, but then they had then there was a timeout, and while they were in the timeout, the referees changed their mind and said it was the Warriors ball. I think that was the right call, but they didn't tell the Mavericks. They just like took the ball away and handed it to the the Warriors player who was out of bounds, and so they just inbounds the ball, and there were no Mavericks on that end of the court, and. Kevin Kevon Looney just got a dunk, and then they, they, it was a two point game. Like, it was so it was crazy. It was the first one of the first times uh, that that Mark Cuban's gonna like file a grievance about a ref and might win. Like it's, it's it was kind of wild, um, but yeah, that was a very very pro wrestling thing. The refs just like sorry, just following the rules here. You Boo. know, <laughs> like, God damn. Um, This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a good. It was it was a fun episode of Dynamite. Do you want to talk about the dream match? Yeah, let's talk about the dream match. Uh, I over. I dreamt. I dreamt too hard. It was this very very good match. I watched. <laughs> I, I've watched a lot of Vikingo in my time. Watched a good bit of Vikingo in the past week. Um, and 
got to, you know, he hit, he, he played a lot of the hits. He did some really impressive stuff. You know, Omega is served as a really good base for, you know, a lot of those crazy high flying moves. I was, I guess I was surprised with how shocked everybody was because I was like, who's, who's going to be that wowed by Vikingo that has not taken the time in the past week at a minimum to go watch a bunch of Vikingo stuff. But I thought a bit, he can, he defies gravity. It's pretty nuts. Uh, and it was, re- it was fun. I thought that they booked it after all the debates that we and everybody else had over the past week. I thought they played it just right, man. It's a dream match. Let's put it on last. Let's make sure everybody watches. They're going to see some crazy, crazy stuff they've never seen on American television before. And then uh, Kenny Omega gets the win. I, I I thought it was pretty cool. You know, she, the the Viking son, the son of the Viking, uh-huh. kind of wrestles like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, lots of high jumps, lots of barrel rolls, lots of 630 splashes. Even oh, that. Man. Even that like middle rope step up, like yep. six thirty splash through the table, looked something directly out of a Sonic the Hedgehog video game, where you got to break crazy. the boxes to get you know the little bonus uh, thing outside of the in the joint. Um, it was an incredible match. Um, I think anybody who kind of saw anything from uh, uh, Vikingo in the past several months or just recently and knew uh, this is going to be a dream match, kind of got the hits, like you said. But if you kind of went in there blindly, and I think, you know, that was the big conversation this week about what was, you know, constitutes a dream match. Why should anybody care about this or whatever? I think you left going like, oh, this is a guy who's a very impressive high-flying wrestler and whose styles with Kenny Omega uh, makes for some incredible offense. But, um, you know, it, it was just... It was it was just like watching like a live highlight tape, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't necessarily just like, oh man, this is like, you know, I guess the, a lot of people's big reasons about why they felt like they needed a video package or something to to kind of sell it is because a lot of times you do that for people that are going to be around for a long time or tell a story with certain people, and I don't think that was the case here. They just kind of wanted to come and just have a cool match, and that was yeah. basically it. And, and also, if you show a highlight, forward, if you if you do if you even if you got the video rights, whatever, to promote it with with other Vikingo footage, then you're giving away the cool stuff he could do. You know, you want people to be a little surprised by what they see in the match. It's the same thing, you know, that I used to always say in the early days of AEW. It's like if you got an audience, you better put Bucks versus Lucha Bros on because it's just people oh, are going to be sure. like, "Holy shit, what am I looking at right now?" By the way, I was watched, talking about the highlight package. I started, I, th- I thought I was, I clicked on a YouTube video that I thought was the highlights of the Vikingo-Ray Phoenix match, and it ended up being the whole match, and I didn't realize <laughs> that I was watching it for like eight minutes that I was watching a match, because it is, it's a, the whole thing is a highlight there was package. No, there was no rest holds. It was just, yeah. <laughs> just bouncing off the walls, bouncing off the I guess it's roads. a really long highlight package. Somebody really went the extra mile on this time. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm not gonna nitpick too hard, man. I, I love me some flippy shit. Flippy shit is my jam. You know what I mean? And uh, especially done in spurts. Especially done uh, the way it was done yesterday. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not gonna be one of those people who who are gonna poo poo over something or say, "Oh, was this really a dream match?" Whatever. Like, nah, man. Like, saw some cool shit. It was a great. Uh, you know, uh, you're seeing the the champion of the AAA come up and and do some incredible things and. You know, that's what AEW kind of does, man. Like, and so so more power to them. And they know their audience. And that, that crowd didn't seem to mind about not having a big buildup to this match at all. Like, they were yeah. very, very into that. So uh, good on them, man. That was great. Great stuff. Um, We had the the uh, the gun club won their match uh, against Top Flight. And then we're confronted by FTR, who finally got their match. And they said if they lose, they're leaving AEW. I'm a little bit perplexed by this because my, mm. I was watching it and I immediately was just like, oh, well, so FTR are staying, right? Because you don't Clearly. ever. But a lot of people reacted to it. It looked like online that this was like, oh, that like, oh, no, FTR are actually leaving and they're just going to do the honors on the way out the door. Like everybody was utterly convinced of the implication of what putting their career on the line would mean. And all that is, by the way, throwing out all of professional wrestling history, which is that, you know putting your career on the line doesn't necessarily mean you're going anywhere. It might mean you're taking a vacation um, or it might mean you're going to come back in masks two weeks later or something, you know, like, but wait, what, so what, what was Brian? Did, did, did you read it the same way? What, what, when you heard that they were putting their career on the line, did you think that that meant they're leaving or they're staying? I don't know what they doing. <laughs> like at first, <laughs> you know, listen to what you're saying, like, yeah, 
But yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but I'm going to say they're staying. I just feel like, why invest more time in television? Yeah, why you bring know? them back at all? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, I, I guess it makes stay. sense to put the gun the guns over, but I don't know. No, I think they're going to stay. I think uh, this might be either a double turn or, you know, we're going to see a different side of FTR that we hadn't seen to to, to keep those or or to take those AW tag team titles. Um, it just doesn't make sense to to have them come back and bring them back. And, 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 and you think and the guns that. are going to be baby faces? I don't know. I don't know yet, but I think it's possible. Or like you know a double I mean? turn I, in the sense that like someone turns on, they should have everybody turn on their partner. And then like at the next <laughs> show, we can have like FTR bald and one of the guns versus FTR beard and the other gun, like new bald tag teams. Bald um, and beard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That, that was a weird one. I was just super confused by the reaction because everybody was so sure that they knew exactly what it meant. So maybe it's a brilliant booking decision. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I thought that, and um, even if they do lose, I'm not necessarily sure if they'll they'll, they'll be gone for good. You know, what I mean, I still kind of, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess that's that's why they do this, right? Like to keep us kind of guessing. But mm-hmm. I'm 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 just as perplexed as anybody. I I could definitely see them thinking, you know what, we've done everything we want to do in this version of tag team wrestling. We want to go work Sammy and Kevin and the Usos and all those guys, right? Or they're just saying, hey, this is just going to be one big long swerve. And, you know, we're gonna, we're actually staying. And yeah. even if we do lose, so I, I don't know. It, it, it keeps them it keeps them interesting and keeps the tag titles interesting. So I, I'm glad there's at least some stakes here. So uh, they accomplished that part. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what this means for FTR. But for the guns, I mean, listen, it's a regular heel trope, right? It's like, we're the champs. We don't have to fight anybody. We don't want to fight. I wish that somebody would actually go full, like, like follow that to its logical conclusion at some point in pro wrestling history where, like, <laughs> there's a Weasley heel or heel tag team that just refuses to fight the people that are actually threats to them. And then eventually, because of that, instead of just, like, making that the story, it just eventually just, like, the belts lose their meaning. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, well contractually i can't make them fight anybody you know this team that they don't want to fight so and then so like somebody wins the royal rumble and calls out the non-champion because it's like you're the like you're the you're the person we really care about because the championship's <laughs> right, right. not worth anything anymore i mean that would be i guess this is a terrible storyline but i wish i would love to see somebody just take a terrible storyline to its logical conclusion at some point um oh, you and me both uh, what do you think about that Adam Cole uh, uh, promo and the, with the Garcia back and forth? Is there do we is this a big deal? It felt very much like uh, his promo against um, Killer Cross, uh, Karrion Cross. Yeah, there's uh, right there's some the like deliberate deliberate callbacks to that Karrion. Yeah, Cross yeah. When he's basically just like you know I ring the bell when I, you know that's how they know I'm special and blah blah blah. So. Um, I'm just excited to see Adam Cole wrestle again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel Garcia seems like the perfect sort of foil. Um, I'm also loving like him kind of forgetting that he's a sports entertainer sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. Slipping in and out of there. And uh, and just props to his mic work that's like improved severely really good. Uh, in, I've got, in the past I, several months, you know? I've got some issues with it, and, and you actually touched on it. So I'm going to lightly disagree. One... Uh, it does feel like Daniel Garcia is like they're booking Daniel Garcia as like two people at the same time. And mm-hmm. and I like the idea that he's sort of on the fence, you know, but it's also like if this isn't that should be the main storyline, not just sort of some sort of throw in. Right. It's like, are we is he there because it's pushing forward the story of him deciding who he really is? Or is he there <laughs> because Tony wants to see him and Adam Cole fight? And the and we're just going to use that as you know use this sort of slip of the tongue as an excuse. I don't know, not a big deal. My bigger deal is with Adam Cole, and again, on, on some level, I think I trust Tony Khan and AEW to know that Adam Cole needs to evolve as a character, and that this was probably a step in the, this. This feud will be a step in that direction. A part of me wishes he'd just come back as a different person, not like a, <laughs> not like a you know, as like a. Whatever, as like a, a, schizo z- a, a zombie, yeah, as like a schizophrenic <laughs> zombie leprechaun or something. But like, but 
it it feels like that they're doing the the Adam Cole is being Adam Cole deliberately referencing NXT promos as a way to set up some sort of maybe as a way to set up some sort of turn because even the most diehard Adam Cole supporters at this point I think are just like well, I want to kind of see Adam Cole 3.0 you know yeah. like I want to see what else he can be not just do I mean, and even do because, you know, a lot of the knocks on him are that his matches kind of his big matches all sort of feel the same, which is you could say about a lot of people. But a lot of people don't carry around the baggage of it the way that Cole has. And and um, I think he's a top tier performer. And I think that part but part of what makes you. A real a true great in the business, it's not what happens bell to bell. It's mm. your ability to evolve when it's necessary, you know. I don't know. I, I think it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they can what they decide to do with them. Um, Seems like they're 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 taking it very safe with him. Yeah, you know what I mean, I feel like they really want to build him as like the next uh, the next like he's he's still surprisingly young, right? Like he is, he is. for a guy if, who's been around for that long. He's still got some you know some ways to go, uh, and he's still on the younger side. So, but yeah, um, but a part of but he came back from this injury, and I think a part of the calculus was that he was going to get this big baby face return pop. I think that was actually a mistake because it's not going to, that doesn't carry you for very long, especially if you're not, you know, if you're Adam Cole. Um, so yeah, I mean, but, and, and certainly I hope the calculus isn't about the, the length of his career. I hope we get him for a long time, you know? So, mm-hmm. and presuming that we do, I'd like to see what else this guy can do. Maybe the zombie leprechaun's the way to go. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just try some stuff out. Let's try um, some shit. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, WWE. What happened on Raw on Monday? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, together at last, formerly challenging the Usos, uh, Roman and Cody Rhodes shooting on each other. Mm. Um, I don't know how, a lot of people felt pretty, um, a lot of people got in their feelings about that Cody Rhodes, uh, Roman Reigns promo. Do you think that I was- I love it. I love do you, it. Do you think- I feel like we're asking this way too much for a mm. fully like grown up, tuned in, you know, post kayfabe wrestling podcast. But did did they go too far in that promo? No. What are we doing? <laughs> this is a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Whatever the hell you need to tell me to say, this is the most important match of the year. You do it, and it's a true story. And if you listen to what Paul Heyman said weeks ago. About this feud, I think he was talking to either Kathy Kelly or Kayla Brax or whatever. He's basically saying, like, you know, we like Cody. We could have went a couple different ways about it. But, like, why not just hit him with the truth? So everything that Roman has said about Cody has been pretty on point. Like, and that's probably what hurts the most, right? Like, when they first went face-to-face, he put both of the titles down and he's like, yo, have you ever fought for one of these? Have you ever even been in the main event for one of these? Like, do you know what, do you even know what you're getting yourself into? Which are all legitimate questions. And then this week he did the same thing. He was like, listen, I don't even, it's not even like, I, I, I don't like you. I just don't like what you represent. And in the grand scheme of things, saying it without really coming out there and fully saying it, he's basically saying like, you represent everything that tried to bring me down. That is anti-Roman, that is anti-the tribal chief, which is being this road-traveled, pro-wrestler, good old boy type of thing. And then, and Roman is decidedly not that. And then on top of that, you helped, you tried to build a company on off the backs of everything that is what made me successful. Right? Like you basically were like. You took everybody or you helped gather a ton of people who knew nobody was getting to the top of this company as long as I'm here, (laughs) built a whole company about it, and you couldn't get over there. (laughs) And then you came back. You know what I'm saying? And you're still not this guy. Like You did all that to either be equal or above a guy like me, a top WWE superstar, what I represent, Roman Reigns. And you're still not even there, so it's like I don't think he went too far at all. I think he, I think he told the truth about what a lot of people think about Cody Rhodes and and about you know what essentially this is WWE versus the idea of anti WWE or what has been established as 
the status quo in WWE for the past almost a thousand days, right? Like that's what this really, this thing really is about. You know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a politicians like campaigning against each other. Like under my regime, WWE will have seen nothing but prosperity and blah, 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 blah. This man over here hasn't even sniffed a world title before. He doesn't even know how to do this type of thing. You know what I mean? It almost feels like you're watching a, a, a mayoral debate when they're going against each other because that's what it is. This is what WWE is under my regime. How's it going to look like with you at the helm? Not good. <laughs> uh, temperature check. Who do we think is going to win? Who do you think right now you got to place a $1,000 bet on it? Who's going to win that match? Um, I think it's going to be... Roman Reigns. <laughs> I still think it's Roman, yo. I, I'm still, I still just believe that Roman Reigns and Cody's story is just beginning. It's not ending. And there's so much more, like, we're a week away from the match. And it feels like there's so much more that these two could go in on that they haven't even scratched the surface of yet. And... I truly believe that those two at the top of the company right now is the best thing that could happen for both of them and not just for WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So, and I think you keep that thing going with Roman Reigns as the champ, man. Like, I think he's going to take some bumps. I think, you know, the Usos are going to look vulnerable and Solo kind of getting punked out by Cody saying he wasn't ready kind of makes him look vulnerable. And I think all this is being deliberate to to show that like Cody's gonna get pretty damn close, but I think Roman's gonna find a way at the end to yeah. Th to eat there's it out. there's also an interesting angle too where you get Cody's got the the main event, but if Roman goes over, then you can still give the destruction of the bloodline mm -hmm. to Sami Zayn, mm -hmm. right? If 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 Roman retains, then Sami can still put that on his on his resume. You know, I mean, Sammy and oh, Kevin win, and that storyline obviously continues to some, you know, to, to whatever extent. And then maybe you do go for the six man tag at, at Backlash to have Cody and KO and Sammy teaming up. We're obviously planting the seeds for, for, for that sort of thing. It mm -hmm. would make a lot more sense if they're still trying to dethrone Roman in that moment. Um, you know, it'd be really great is if we got to a, multi-person match a fatal four-way with like or or you know it's something where or, i mean cody's got to be a part of it but we last week we were talking about how inevitable it is that cody i mean that ko and sammy break up at some point now they're back together what if there was a triple threat with it's like them two versus roman reigns and <laughs> they and one of them just has to demolish the other one for a chance to win that that could be interesting um uh, it's interesting. Brian, who do you got? Brian Kerm, if you had to pick right now, who's winning the main event? I'm sticking with the tribal chief until he disappoints me. I've been rolling with Roman. <laughs> really? All right. That's yeah. Okay, I'm surprised that we got two. Kerm? I've been burned before when picking against Roman, and I shouldn't pick against Roman, but the way they're doing Cody with how hard these promos are hitting, like, Bro. I still can't get over... Like, this week, was, this week they went in on him, but I still can't get over the daddy line of, like... Anything your dad didn't teach you, I will. Like the idea of setting him up to lose a match after that is just messy. Yeah, yo, it's I'm gonna go with Cody. And plus, there's the rumor of like Roman taking a long break, which I mean he could do with the belt, but I feel like it makes sense for him to drop it now. So I'm I'm gonna go with Cody. I don't feel confident. A thousand days though. A thousand days. Well, a thousand it's days for one of the belts, right? For the universal yeah. belt. Yes. The it's interesting. You know, there, there's been a lot of talk they're going to split the belts up at some point after WrestleMania. And that's a whole different conversation, but, like, maybe let's talk about that on Monday. We'll do, like, fantasy. We'll do the, we'll, we'll do the fantasy slam. But the, the, way the, to, the way to get the titles off, to separate how, them? How do you separate the titles without it sort of feeling like a demotion for whoever gets a title pulled away from them or whatever, you know? I mean, the way that everybody fantasy booked this thing two months ago with Roman having to defend on both nights, like that in some ways is like the cleanest way to do it because Roman can drop one of the belts and it's still, you know, he'll, he wins night one and loses night two because he's so beat up. You know, you can sort of imagine that maybe it makes more sense to, a, for, to have a baby face put in that position to defend twice. And that way you have sympathy for them. And there's still one of the, they still have one belt and everything's fine, but it's a really interesting 
it's a it's an interesting conundrum. I don't know if it makes more sense for Roman to hold the belts if they're going to be split or less. Um, because if he if he holds both belts and they take one away, then he can you know have umbrage with that and you know whatever. Um, and also, it's going to raise the question: like, if you split the belts, are is are you not allowed to have both belts at at some point in the future? I'm sure you can, right? I'm sure you can always put those things on the line again, but. No, but like if you're Roman Reigns and you get the WWE title stripped from you, it's like you can keep the universal title, but we're splitting these things up. Then why wouldn't Roman Reigns be like, okay, I challenge the WWE champion next week to a one-on-one match? If you're re- if, like- if it's re- in kayfabe, why would you not just say fine and then I'll take it back? I don't know. I, I feel like the only way. And I guess we'll do this in full next time. But I just always thought the only way that you get Roman Reigns to split the world titles is a new authority figure, which yeah. challenges him to, to, which tells him like, okay, you have to defend these titles like in, uh, individually. Like you're not getting the you're not getting the free ride anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're going to defend the universal title on Fridays. You're going to defend the world title on Mondays and on certain pay per views. You might have to do both. And then he he, he keeps it up for like a, a month. And then, like, you know, he he eventually gets got, you know what I mean? He drops one and then drops the other, and then he's out of there. But They should just make the storyline be... Oh, no, no. I have, no, I'm going to save this for Monday. I got I got, I got the, fa- I got the fantasy. <laughs> I got the fantasy slam. Um, we got to get out of here before too long. Uh, what else? Is there anything else that's... that's We got the tag team match now lined up for WrestleMania. The Usos versus... Uh, Owens and Zayn. That's going to be great. We got the multi-person... The multi-team men's tag team match. Um. Uh, everything's just sort of lining up now, right? Charlotte, Rhea, Belair, Oscar. Um, yeah, Oscar finally struck uh, Bianca. Oh yeah, so that's you know got some got some stakes now. Um, I is, is there anything left to iron out besides whatever's happening with Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley? They keep playing games with this Ray and Dominic shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> 10 year old me and grown ass me like we we need this match and they, keep, <laughs> they keep teasing it but they haven't given us the, the card yet like the, the big poster where you see both of them we haven't seen that where's it at I think they're waiting to figure I think they're, they're gonna wait they're gonna keep us waiting to the last minute he's probably I think he's gonna call him out at, at, at the hall of fame like I think at oh. the end of his speech at the end of his speech, he's going to be like, you know what, son? This is the last straw. When is the Hall of Fame? Tomorrow is it, just, night, is it right after night. SmackDown? It's right after SmackDown on Friday. So I think like right after SmackDown, or right after the Hall of Fame, Dominic's going to do one more sort of, I'm going to interrupt. He's probably going to interrupt the speech like he's interrupted Christmas and Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving and all this type of stuff. And then Ray's finally going to be like, you know what? I've had enough. Tomorrow night, the first match in WrestleMania I'm whipping your monkey ass. <laughs> Woo! And then that's what we kick off WrestleMania night one with. Ray versus Who's inducting? Do we know who's inducting up. Ray? I heard it was Conan, right? Was it Conan? Oh, that's so right. He's in yeah, talks yeah. with him. Did, did they confirm okay. it? That'd be oh, dope. I don't know. I love Conan, man. Well, they should Wally just have Conan OG or whoever Conan. it is come out and do the full introduction yeah. and then have Dominic come out in Ray's mask to accept Ooh. the award. <laughs> And then, you know, Ray's beat up backstage and then we gotta we can have a match. I like the idea of saving it until then. That's pretty that's pretty bold. So I don't know. They're gonna that's what that we'll see. We'll see how they do it. But you know, we gotta get it for Kerm or else he's gonna beat somebody up if we don't get this Dom Ray match. <laughs> All right. Uh what else? Do we, is there is there anything else we need to touch on? Um you hit everything. I think we hit everything, yeah. Well, sounds like it. Wow. What great work we're doing right now. All right, we'll come back on Monday. We're going to do, we'll do Fantasy Slam. We got a lot of. Our last show before we hit the road, guys. That's before right. We're in Spotify, Ringer Wrestling LA. We got shows all week long. We got a live show at Wale Mania with mm-hmm. the Usos and Solo Sokoa and some probably surprise guests that I don't want to reveal yet. Um, it's going to be an incredible week. Is it going to be Goldberg? Content. Is it Goldberg? Oh God! If it was Goldberg, I would have put that on the front and center. I wouldn't even. Have, I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to tell people to buy tickets. It'd be sold out already. You kidding me? <laughs> bust the doors open for for Goldberg. But nah, Bloodline and Solo, uh, Mass Man Show Live. We got some incredible uh, shows planned out all this week with the entire team: Ben Cruz, Brian, 
uh, Kerm, Cal, Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, uh, of course, your boy Shoes and myself. Uh, it's the biggest wrestling week of the year. Uh, but waiting for it all year, waiting for it for many years since we, it was first announced in Los Angeles. We're going to be in the building. I can't wait to feel all the love at the meet and greet, feel all the love at Wally Mania. It's going to be a fucking sick ass week. And I can't wait to see all y'all there. Uh, let's get it, man. Do you think Do you think that we're going to have WWE sale rumors floating next week? Do you think cuz there there was some talk when Vince came back that it was going to be a post WrestleMania announcement. Do you think that it's looming? I think it's sooner I think it's closer than a lot of people think. <laughs> I got the feeling, I think I might have said it on the show. There's a period about 3 weeks ago where I was like it feels done. Like I I have no I'm not I have nothing to report. But you would just get the feeling from talking to people that we had moved into a different phase of whatever the negotiations or whatever were. I have no idea, mm. no idea what it could possibly mean. But I've been now the, the past couple of days. I've been wondering: is that is that? And if so, would that just swallow the all the hype for the week? If it, if words are leaking out, I mean, that could. I would hate a, that. I mean, I, I don't think Vince is that crazy, but he's also not crazy enough to not take advantage of this this week which is going to be very heavy wrestling in the entire mainstream so i mean who knows if that buyer comes in i'm sure they would want to at least have i mean if, if the money is right they'd want to at least feel like they're part of that big wrestling news mm -hmm. cycle that's going to happen in the next week so it wouldn't shock me completely if i'm disney or peacock or Kingdom Shad, of Saudi Shad Arabia Khan. or whatever, Shad Khan or whatever, and I'm about to shell out $5 billion right before WrestleMania week. I want $9 billion know, like, hey, is the asking price, by the way. There you go. There um, you go. You mentioned the meet and greet. Just want to make sure everybody knows it's fully official. If you're coming to WrestleMania, if you're going to be there in LA, kick off the weekend by joining the Ringer Wrestling crew for a meetup, meet and greet, beers will be drank uh, at Tom's Watch Bar at LA Live. Thursday, March 30th, starting at 5 p.m. It's before Wale Mania. So if you got your Wale Mania tickets, this is the pre-show. This is the pre-party. Grab a drink, hang Let's out with it. us, uh, snap some selfies, uh, and hang just just come say hey. This is what we're just we're just there to have fun. We're just there being fans like the rest of you guys. Um, so uh, everybody come on out. Tom's watch bar, LA Live. Really easy to find. Uh, right there by the uh, crypto. Center or whatever it's called by the basketball <laughs> arena by the by the, you know. the, the the house that Austin Reeves built apparently <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all right Tom's watching yes, LA live March thirtieth <laughs> about five o'clock to probably seven o'clock or something like that we will see you there and I want everybody to be wearing their most understated wrestling T shirt I just want simple <laughs> dark gray and black. Brian showing off the NWO. That's a little bit gaudy for even me. It's a little gaudy. Just, <laughs> a little gaudy. A little gaudy. <laughs> I just want the black T-shirt. We're gonna rant about this every week. With just like get like an actual vintage shirt, like like Roots of Fight quality, like like yeah. weathered shirt, and just so in cursive the words "hell yeah" on the pocket. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> something something very subtle, like something like Amy on the air or or some Kith. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it just feels like, okay, like there's a lot going on here, but like on the very bottom and some like nice threaded uh, lettering, it says like heel or face yeah. <laughs> or like <laughs> something like that. I was like, Dude, yeah, we're see, making these shirts. That's how you know. That's how you know. I'll be selling right. shirts. <laughs> um, all right. You want to get your plugs in, Kaz? Yeah, man. Wally Mania tickets. You know where to get them. Uh, almost sold out. You know what to do. Uh, if you haven't heard by now. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. It's going to be a crazy night and a crazy weekend. Uh, say hello to Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every Monday. You can catch me on points, bet, count it every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday. Talking all things basketball. Uh, you know where to find me, bro. At Kazim, all social media platforms. Let's get it. Be sure you listen to every great show that we have here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Last thing, last thing, last thing. You can catch me on Ultimate WrestleMania on Peacock. Uh, the nights before WrestleMania nights one and two with special guest Liv Morgan is going to be so awesome. We taped it. Well, we taped a while. Whatever. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. It's going to be on Peacock dropping the week of WrestleMania. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. Listen to all the great shows in the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, uh, Cheap Pete, Wednesday Worldwide, which Kaz was on this week. 
great yeah. showing there, man. Thanks for doing Thanks, pulling double duty. You too, Brian. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Get ready for WrestleMania, guys. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Your wrestler of the week. This is I'm handing this out every week now. It's Scott Norton. He's 61 years old, semi-retired. I hope we see you on Saturday nights again soon, man. An absolute, an absolute living legend. Um, thank you guys for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids.